here with another episode of Currently Binging, the podcast about all things TV and movies. If you're listening for the first time, welcome. Make sure you hit that subscribe button or whatever platform you're listening to my voice on. Also, take a few extra seconds to rate, comment, all greatly appreciate it. So yes, if you listen as we are discussing All American, there will be spoilers. It is just me. We make all around in circles like, you know, human things that I could potentially do. <laughs> So if that's not your style, feel free to go check out a different podcast about All-American. But um, here, we're just going to do what we do. So there will be spoilers, but there will not be spoilers for All-American Homecoming because I still have not had a chance to actually sit down and watch it. Um, I think, depending on how I feel about it, I'm for sure not going to do a separate, like, um podcast episode about it but depending on how I feel about it and knowing that both All-American I know we're jumping way ahead because we usually save this for then but knowing that both All-American and All-American Homecoming have been renewed at the CW then next year I may potentially try to combine them um, and watch them at the same time the nuance here is that you guys know I if you're not new, if you've listened to my All-American um, discussions before, you know that I binge All-American. I do not watch it during the season while the season is on um, just because it's like a long story. But short story is when it first premiered, I was supposed to watch it in season like everything else. That didn't happen. I ended up being behind like two seasons and actually sitting and binging those two seasons on Netflix, found out, hey, I prefer to actually watch All-American in this format versus week to week. And so since then, so season three, I waited till all the episodes dropped, then binge season three, and now season four, waited for all the episodes to drop, binge season four. How I have yet to see any spoilers... <laughs> considering I watch still a good amount of shows on CW. I do not know, but thankfully I DVR everything and I don't watch anything live on a CW. So I fast forward through the commercials and I've gotten pretty good at skipping the All-American ones. So that is why we are discussing All-American. I did mention in my last episode, which I believe was Stranger Things, that I was going to talk about just in like broadcast TV in general and kind of my final decision because it's something that I have been going back and forth on uh, for since for the last two years, we'll say, um, since everything shut down. And so if you don't care and you want to skip ahead, you this will probably be like a couple of minutes maybe a few minutes because you guys know I can talk. Um, so you can skip ahead to where I start to talk about All-American. But for those of you who listen to all the episodes or majority of the episodes and care, I have made the decision that I am not going to, at least in the near future, do my like biannual and annual um season discussions. So those consisted of specifically TV shows that dropped on network TV. So not anything that was dropping on a streaming platform. So we're thinking ABC, CW, um, NBC, CBS. I don't think I watch anything on CBS. Fox. Did I say the CW? I think those are all, all the ones. So just those networks. I would literally, when we get to the mid-season finales, I would do a whole episode where I would talk through all the mid-season finales of the shows I was watching. And then I would do the end of year or the end of season finale recap. And then we have like the ones that like had mid-season premieres and then had their like spring finales. Like I would do a whole episode, like it was a whole thing. And then everything shut down and schedules got all mixed up. And I was kind of back and forth on if I was going to do it. I have made the decision that I'm not going to do it. And the only thing I can see of that would make me or like convince me to go back to doing it is if I see a change in the cadence of how episodes are being dropped. But I just don't see that happening anytime soon. One of my biggest frustrations has been, and I know like things have been um, blocked due to like schedules and uh, new protocols that a lot of these studios and... Um, 
just crew and cast and all that had to go through to even film some of these things that like a lot of the scheduling is really really off it wasn't as noticeable like early on but I will say at least the network to me that seems to be the most impacted and I'm not sure why is the CW because everything is just like there are things that are still on today and we're in June and they would normally we would have had a season finale by now and it's just been super spread out it's not consistent enough for me to um be like okay I'm gonna wait till everything has a season finale and then talk about it because some of these things are so spread out like there are shows that ended in like April but there are still shows that are going on in June but technically they've been on they've been on since the fall they had their mid-season finale if you want to call it that and then they've come back but they're still not done. So it's really hard to try to um, group everything together in that way when it's just not, there's no consistency, consistency there. Um, and then just the CW in general, since we are going to, going to discuss a CW show, a lot of that content was superhero shows. And a lot of that content is starting to go away. So um, I guess you can call it I wouldn't want to call it bloodbath, but like a lot of stuff got canceled on the CW. Specifically, a lot of things that I still watch, even though I complain about it. And you, and you guys will hear me sometimes get on here and talk about um, and complain about those shows. But like all this, all the DC superhero TV shows, I'm still watching, even though I'm super frustrated with quite a few of them. Um, but like everything I canceled about The Flash and Lois and Superman, Lois and Super, or Lois and Superman, Superman and Lois. Um, and Superman and Lois, I never even really had a chance to discuss on this podcast because it did premiere um, during the pandemic. So like it would have technically been grouped with all of the network TV shows and I just never talked about them. So I haven't talked about it here. And even that scheduling, like they're still, I don't even remember when that premiered. I want to say it premiered in the fall. But like they're still on. We haven't had a finale yet. And they take like month long breaks consistently. And it just does not make sense to me. So like it just feels like these shows are just on for so long. And then it's like, okay, when is it going to end? You start to get like, okay, like this is a, a 13, 16 episode season of TV. And it's been on for months. It feels like Riverdale. I have complaints about Riverdale in general. But like I, I do enjoy talking about that show. But Riverdale is premiered in the fall like early fall and it's still on tv right now we I don't even know when the finale is so like those are the things that I'm talking about where it's just just not consistent um for me to the point where I would want to group them in the way that I used to group them there may be instances where a show may come along and I'll just talk about that one show I actually enjoy talking about a single show in um episode a little bit more. I, I know I used to say I enjoy talking about multiple shows in one episode, but now that I've been doing more like single show episodes, I do tend to like that um better because then some of the episodes, depending on what the show is, may not be as long unless it's like a, se a series finale or like something that truly I have a lot to talk about. You guys know when those shows come along. But um, yeah, so there may be instances where there's like a one-off show that's not technically a show on a streaming platform that I may talk about, case in point, All-American, um, just because the way that I watch All-American is still in a way that's kind of similar to if it was dropped on streaming, even though technically it's on Netflix, but it's like after the fact. Um, but yeah, so there will not be any... <laughs> in the near future, unless I come back and I'm like, oh, guess what? I changed my mind. There will not be any more mid-season, season finale, spring finale grouped episodes. I will not, I will rarely talk about network TV unless there's just the one-off case where I may want to talk about it or there could be an instance where we come up on a um, series finale and I may want to talk about it but like even that I'm going to be super picky about it um depending on what the show is so just want to get that out there because I know that I've been saying I'm going to give an update and I thought that that update made the most sense to be paired with All-American so let's talk All-American you guys I really enjoy this show <laughs> like I really enjoy this show 
this show just has like all the things that I love about TV. <laughs> They're like, there's friendships, there's some like sibling love going on, there's family love going on, there's um, like a school type of a situation, even though those aren't really all my favorite types of shows, but like there's some type of school situation happening, there's sports involved, like all the things I love about TV just rolled up into one. And I have to say, these kids have really grown up, have grown on me. And I was smiling a lot of the time watching this. Now, I have, if you go back and listen to previous seasons, I've had some very strong things to say as far as some of the romantic relationships <laughs> um, are involved. But if you watch this season, a lot of what I said, you're like, oh... Evil was kind of right because like it does not make sense so you guys know last season I had a lot to say about uh Jordan and Simone and their relationship and getting married and all that stuff knowing that they're high school seniors and stuff I can't remember if I talked about it a little bit but potentially even Spencer and Olivia but I do remember I spent a good chunk of season three discussing Jordan and Simone <laughs> and it made sense because we knew we were getting a spinoff with All-American Homecoming and I was like it just does not make sense for them to like continue this relationship in a, into college. The thing I was excited to see was that we did spend a good chunk of time in what with the kids at in college. And I, I think that was one of the questions that I had um, for season three was like, oh, how are they going to do season four? What does the timeline look like knowing that we're going to have this new show premiering at the same time and we're supposed to believe that Simone is in college? So like, how is that all going to work out? Again, I binged this, but I do know having, having not watched Homecoming yet that All-American Homecoming had a mid-season premiere and just based on where I think the, um, and where, where it logically made sense for the mid-season finale to happen for All-American, then them to come back and be like, okay, the second half of the season, they're in college. I was here for it. I wanted to see them all in college. We got to spend like the first half of the season wrapping up high school. Um, there was a lot of talk about Spencer, like not playing the hero, um, cause you know, he always has to feel like he has to save someone. Um, and that was actually mentioned a lot, but like that whole situation that happened, uh, with the team when they stole the trophy, cause like we saw that they lost the championship game, even though they technically should have won cause it's a bad call, which was like, I don't even understand how that, like no one contested it. I feel like when those things happen, like there's a process, but <laughs> apparently no one contested it. And they're just all walking around like, oh, you guys really won, but like we got the trophy or whatever. And so that whole situation when the team stole the trophy and then um, pretty much everyone's hands were tied in the fact that the board wanted to expel Spencer if he didn't give him a name. That whole situation, and I kind of feel the same way because a kind of a similar, not a similar scenario, but like a similar kind of idea or theme played out in Superman and Lois with one of their sons covering for someone. And my whole thing is, and I would hope that I would have still listened to my children, is like, at the end of the day, you can be friends with someone, you can like try to protect them, but I would feel like if that person is a true friend, like they would come forward and turn themselves in if they committed a crime or did something that would potentially put you in a position to lose everything that you have. In this situation, Spencer would be expelled. He will lose his scholarship because like he wouldn't graduate. So therefore he wouldn't be able to like go on to college. And then of course, like disciplinary and all that stuff. When we're talking about college, like he would lose his scholarship and all that. That's a pretty big deal. And the fact that, um, I can't remember the kid's name, but like he was coming there to be like, oh no, like I'm the one who did this, even though like his friends had like this whole 
set up where they're all were going to confess to doing it. But like still, like that's a friend versus the Superman and Lois scenario when the friend was like not coming forward. I was like, mm mm. And it was the same thing where it was like, oh, you will get expelled if you don't. Um, I'm trying not to spoil Superman and Lois if you don't watch it and you for some reason want to watch it. But this happened like early in the season. So if you are watching it, it already happened. You know what I'm talking about. But anyway, um, and they're like, you're going to ex get expelled if you don't tell us where you got this from. And he doesn't tell him. And then he ends up getting expelled. And then it's not until like way later that they find everyone finds out the truth. Like there's, I would just tell my child, do not blow up your life for, especially in high school for like, it just does not make sense. Do not blow up your life for other people, especially if you're in high school, because you still have so much more life to go. And this is not your defining moment to blow it all up. Um, but yeah, so I thought that was interesting. Um, I was not expecting to spend that much time on that, but there we are. <laughs> but like, it was things like that, that we got to like wrap up in the um, first half. We saw Coop, of course, did not die. They really tried to get us in that, that first episode to make us think that she did actually die. Because when we first opened up and you, we see Coop and he's at the cemetery and he's talking to what we are to believe is a headstone. My first thought was like, oh, it's not Coop. It's like his father. But then like all this stuff happens throughout the episode. Everyone's just talking in a way like Coop is dead. Coop is dead. Or like there's just this dire thing happened. And then all to come back to be like, oh, no, she's just been in a coma. And he actually was just talking to his dad at the center. It's like, <laughs> I see what you guys try to do there. But like, I think it was pretty obvious that y'all were not going to kill off Coop. It just does not make sense. I mean... It makes sense just based on the multiple scenarios she's found herself in where someone dies, but <laughs> like, it just would have been weird to not have Coop there. I don't know. But like everything, the aftermath of Coop and her like losing her lung capacity from the shooting and then not being able to rap. And then... um seeing like how her relationship the relationship between her and patients like evolved over the entire season that was interesting I was like when they first were like oh or when Coop was like I'm not gonna be able to rap in my head I'm like this is not gonna last all season there's just no way like Coop has been rapping since season one like it just does not make sense also um the person who plays Coop is a rapper Breezy is a, is a rapper so I'm just like there's just no way that Coop wouldn't rap. But then to kind of see how it all comes full circle and she actually ends up getting interested in law and then working for Miss um, Baker and all that. I was like, oh, that's a full circle moment. That makes sense. Um, and I'm actually kind of excited to see like what happens in that area for Coop. I thought that was interesting. But then also to see pretty much everyone's relationship, high school relationship, just did not survive college. <laughs> all <laughs> and that is realistic you guys know this is something that I talked about in season three where and I say this all the time anytime I talk about any of these like teen shows where it's like they're in high school and they're um like this is I mean we've all been in high school and you're just like you feel like in high school like that is your peak moment and everything that's happening to you is like the most important thing and you just can't see there being anything either better or worse than that moment in high school but like I'm here to tell you anyone who's who's survived high school is here to tell you there is more past high school don't hinge all of your bets on high school so I always say this every single time I talk about any of these shows like don't tie yourself down to this one person like this is your time this is probably the only time in your life, if we're being completely honest, although I feel like now people are trying to be like more, um, live more life and do more things, but that's all good in theory. But like at some point you have to be an adult and you like <laughs> need to be able to sustain yourself as a, a living adult. But being a teenager, your early teenage years into like your early 20s, that is probably the most freedom 
in the granted, depends on your situation because we don't know where everyone's coming from. But for the most part, that is probably the time where you have the most freedom to do whatever it is you want to do, to explore whatever it is you want to explore, to be with whoever it is you want to be with, with little to no consequences. As long as you're not like out here killing people, committing crimes and stuff like that, like this is your time to live life to its fullest, like without any real big responsibility. So when people are in high school and they're like, oh, we're going to go into college and we're going to stay together and then we're going to get married. It's just like, you don't know who you're going to meet in college. Like you haven't met every single person that you're going to meet. You don't know how that's going to work out. So that's why I'm always like, it just doesn't not make sense. So I was happy to see that for the most part, all of the high school relationships, as far as like the romantic relationships, did not last. <laughs> There's one that's still yet holding on, and that's Spencer and um, Olivia. But it's just based on everything that's happened this season and how we ended and what could potentially happen in future seasons. Like, I can see them trying to make them make it work. But I'm also like, realistically, I just don't see it. And I love how Olivia's like, oh, I come from a sports family, like, I've been around sports my whole life. Like, I know how this thing works. Um, but then when they got to college, she wasn't realistic about her expectations going into college, being the girlfriend of a star football recruit. And then he wasn't realistic about his expectations of going into college, being a star football recruit, but then also in this relationship where now you both have to figure out how to carve out time for each other with this insane schedule. Like, there's just no way. I, whatever child I have, I'm going to, one, I'm saying don't go to college. <laughs> Strapped at the waist to someone, but also, especially don't go to college, hinged to someone who's playing a sport because it's just, it's just not realistic. And that was one of the things that I was um, looking at because when we come back, after what I believe is the mid-season finale and we're now in the summer and I'm like wait why are they just chilling like drinking lounging around why are these all these all these guys got scholarships to play football except for Asher why are they not at summer camps why are they not practicing like it is you get like a very short break and then you're you're off just essentially in trainings and getting ready for your season literally all summer. What is going on? So then when they were like, oh, we have one week before training start, I was like, okay. Because I was going to say, that's not realistic. <laughs> They're not. I know it's a fiction show, but it's still like, if you guys are going to pick these things, like there needs to be some level of accuracy. So yeah, um... But that whole thing, watching them try to navigate that. And then also, my thing is, this is another thing that I, I tend to always say. Uh, which is probably why I don't really have regrets when I look back at my life. Because I'm just like, every decision I made, yeah, there were good things that happened and there were bad things that happened. But I learned from every from every decision but I also feel like I made decisions based on where I wanted to go in life or like they were based on me as an individual versus making decisions tied to someone else the the few times that I did do that I learned from them but also it just kind of delayed me being able to get to ultimately where I want to go. And so to watch um, both Olivia and Spencer, like Spencer's kind of like, he he knows his thing. He's known this since he was a kid. Like I want to be in the NFL. Like that's like his end goal. He's always known that. Whereas Olivia has always been, we've kind of seen her try to navigate exactly what it is that she wants to be and we saw her step into the space of like being a voice in the community to raise issues um around people who are oppressed or people who face injustices and we got to see her navigate that and then we see her that she's going to school for journalism 
Um, and she did this internship and now she's working at this paper. And she's kind of like, we're seeing her step by step come into being like, okay, oh, this is what I want to do. Like find her footing and find her voice. And so I think that having that happen, but then also realizing, which I thought was a little weird because yes, it's like reporting on people who like are face are facing whatever the injustice may be. But then it was kind of also giving me like sports journalism based on like the topics that she eventually tries to tackle um, towards the end of the season. And so I was just like, okay, like I, I could make a case either way where it's like, oh, she could still chase her dreams, but in, in report on what she wants to report on. But also, I don't know. I don't know because like sports journalism to me is different than, but I guess she's not really reporting on actual games and stuff. It's more like issues within the sports space around, I think I wrote it, did I write it down? But it was like the whole thing which actually passed not that long ago where now um, college players have control over their own image and they can make money off of like their image, which makes sense and highlights. I think the show does a good job of highlighting the negative and positive sides of athletes having the ability to own their own image and profit off of their own image in college. And then also like in a little bit, not as and, and not as in a big of a way, but in but also kinda highlight like why the like essentially why did it take so long to get here? <laughs> Like, you're never going to hear me be like, oh, they shouldn't be able to, like, I don't know. It's just weird to me that, one, it's the entertainment industry in general, like sports. And sports players make so much money, especially when they get into, like, the major the, the major leagues. So, NFL, MLB, NBA, like, all that stuff when they get there. More so on the male side, like there's still some issues when we start to talk about like um, the women's athletics and the pay discrepancies there. But um, I, I just always thought it was fascinating that while they're in college, the schools are were essentially the ones who were making the money off of these athletes and they weren't even seeing a dime of that money. Like, yeah, they could get... Um, like you, there would be instances where coaches would be like, oh, I'll pay for this or I'll do that. But it's like essentially illegal. And if they were caught, then like they could, they could lose their job. They could lose their scholarship, like all that stuff. Whereas now it's like, oh, they can own it and they can make money off of it. It's like, why did it take so long to get to this standpoint? But then it's also, now you guys are about to be in my brain, but it's also like, what we have, would we have gotten here quicker would if would it have taken longer to get here had we not had like social media because I feel like social media kind of changes things as well because then that's a whole nother layer of like the opportunity to make money which I think was also shown here it's a lot it's, it's a very interesting and I can see why Olivia being like a reporter is like there's a story here and I want to tell it you guys know, I, I hate to be like, I like to talk about myself um, when I talk about these things. But like, I was in school for journalism. <laughs> I also come from a sports family. I actually wanted to be a sportscaster. I feel like I've talked about this before. But um, like, and I just relate with Olivia so much on a lot of the things, especially um, now that they're in college. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, this kind of feels like what my life used to, <laughs> used to feel like way long ago and oh to be that young and have those many aspirations again but yeah anyway but no but for them to come around to to the realization like and especially this early on 
because um, like I don't even feel like I think we only got through barely the first half of school because they went through to through homecoming so I don't think we went that much past there um but for her and Spencer to come to realization like you know whatever we do we're not gonna let it we're not gonna let the other one impact or stop me from getting to like what my end goal is and it's just very tricky just based on like what the stories that Olivia wants to go after and then even how we ended um with the like asshole uh athlete which I don't know if I wrote his name down I have to uh find his name but the one who essentially she broke the um, story on and was like, he, at the Halloween party, which I need to talk about the Halloween party because I have a lot to say about, not a lot to say, but I have some things I do want to say about the Halloween party. But um, when he called the police on the party and um, they essentially showed up and like with guns out, I was like, I always have questions when I watch these things of like, the depiction of how kids are, uh, like, kids' interactions with the police. And there are truly horrifying things that happen in real life as far as, like, between police and, like, young people. But, like, the way that it happens or is depicted on screen, I'm just, like, I just feel like that it just leaves it open for it to be, like, Someone needs to take, like, legal action here and do something um, because, I don't know, especially when they showed up in, like, all this gear and stuff and they see, clearly, it's a Halloween party with, with a bunch of kids. I don't know. Maybe I'm just overthinking it. But um, she wrote the story and then... Uh, or not wrote the story, but essentially the coach wasn't going to get him off the team. But then Billy went up there and was like, mm, we're going to come out with all this, with these stories and stuff. I'm sure there's more digging we can do. And then uh, they, he gets kicked off the team. Like literally, <sighs> he was an asshole. But like, can you imagine oh, if he was my child? Oh my gosh. I would kick his ass because like these, especially an athlete who's literally like the top recruit, like up there has very high um, potential to be like a first draft or first or first round, first few rounds, whatever round, the early rounds of draft picks. And then you literally shit it all away by shitty behavior. Oh my gosh, I would... Oh my gosh, I'd be so mad. I would be so mad. It's like, how could you be that stupid? All that hard work that you put into it to be that much of an asshole and literally blow up your life does not make sense. And it's so much work. I don't get it. But yeah, so he gets kicked off of the um, team. And then we find out Olivia still, he's like, well, if I'm going down, then the coach is also going down. And Olivia essentially tells um, Spencer that she's p pursuing the story. And that's kind of where we're left <laughs> with them. So just knowing that and seeing how Spencer kind of finally feels like he kind of has his footing. Because Spencer struggled. Um, and I thought that it was great that Spencer, str Spencer struggled when he first got to college. Because, like, I don't understand and if you are like high school, I don't, I don't know why you'd be listening to me, but if you're in high school <laughs> and you're like a high school athlete and you're going into college to be a college level athlete and you were recruited and like got a scholarship to be a college level athlete, or even if you just want to be a walk-on, when you get to college... Everyone, and this is what they were like trying to get into Spencer, and I just don't understand why like no one helped level set with him before he got there, or why he wouldn't even 
understand that this is the case, but like, just like they were looking at you and, and recruited you, even though you had your struggle moments and even trying to get a scholarship, um, based on like everything that happened throughout the seasons, but like knowing that they came, they came out to the games, they saw you play, um, and they recruited you and gave you a scholarship, but then you walk on, you walk into school on that field for the first time. Not only are you walking on a field for the first time with the athletes who are, have already been there for the last couple of years, but now even with a new crew uh, or new group of athletes who are coming in for the first time, who were also recruited and given scholarships. So like, you're literally playing with the best of the best of the best, depending on what school you go to. But you're you're literally playing with the best of the best of the best. So why would you think that you can just come in there with this chip on your shoulder, like you're the hottest shit to walk into the locker room when everyone who walked into the locker room is the hottest shit from where they came from? So I don't know. I just thought, like, I just don't understand why that, why that discussion was not had with Spencer, but I was glad that he, we got to watch him struggle through it and everyone let him struggle through it. And everyone was real upfront with him. Like, what did you expect? And the fact that he did not expect that it would be that hard. It would be that much training. He would still have to work probably 10 times harder than he's ever worked in his entire life. When we're talking about, um, collegiate athletic Cism or athlete or or athlete. I, can't, I don't know why I'm getting tongue tied. We're talking about being a, an athlete at the collegiate level. Like why he would walk in there and not think that it was going to require a lot of work, or why he walked in there and thought he was just going to get handed things. <laughs> Spencer, <laughs> does not make sense. Uh uh-uh. So I was happy that we got to see him um, deal with that. Um, let's see. I didn't really talk about Jordan and Simone, but I think it kind of goes into also talking about Layla. And that was a real great, um, when we meet Asher's girlfriend later, where she calls them. Did I write it down? Um, I don't think I did. Vortex. I think I think she called them a vortex, where it's essentially like everyone's so in, entwined in each other, which is true. It's just like it's just it's just a lot, <laughs> especially if you're walking in um, from the outside, coming into it, and you're just like, oh my gosh, this is a lot. The fact that it's so many of them, one coming out of high school, for the most part, they all are staying in. California, except for Simone, because we know she ended up leaving and going to an HBCU outside of California. I believe it was in Georgia, if I can remember that episode correctly. But um, they're all still, they've all grown up together outside of Spencer. But like Spencer kind of came in and is now part of like the Baker family. Um, And then now also part of this friendship, which you guys know I love, I love the friendships. And I'm going to talk about it because, like, I have some gushing to do as far as the friends are concerned. But, um, so, and just to see, coming into the season, knowing Simone is leaving, knowing we still have Jordan, we knew that Jordan, they had to give Jordan someone. We're also coming out of last season where Layla, essentially, we were left on a cliffhanger of, like, what happens between her and, um, her friend whose name is escaping me at the moment. And we find out that like she tried to force, not force Layla, but convince Layla to like kill herself with her. But like Layla was able to get away from her, but also um, talk her out of like jumping off the side of the cliff herself. And so we got to see Layla deal with that or not deal with not deal with it if you if we want to be completely honest and essentially like push everyone away but like we did see a a relationship her relationship with Jordan kind of um I don't want to say blossom because that sounds so like oh the relationship blossomed but we saw we got to see them grow closer together um 
and I guess it depends on how you think of it because when we're when we are first introduced to everyone in season one, like we know all those kids for the most part have been in each other's lives for a long time. And I'm, sp- I'm speaking about all the kids at Beverly. It seems like they've all been around each other for a long time, like pre-high school. And it seemed like Layla and Olivia for sure were like best friends, but like Olivia and Jordan are twins. So like they're also in the same friend group. So it's easy to just be like, oh, they've they've all been friends the entire time. But, like, if you actually take a step back and think about it, like, Jordan had his own set of friends. Olivia had her friends. But, like, their friends, while they had their own set of friends, they also were also, like, in the same larger friend group. So I could see where it could be easy, at least speaking from Jordan's end, where he's like, oh, we've always been friends, just because, like, he's always been there. But it was super obvious where we were going with this relationship and that they were going to try to push Layla and Jordan together. At first, I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. Because Jordan is so... Jordan... As... Clum... Not clumsy. What's, what's the right word for Jordan? As, um... Not naive. He kind of wears his heart in his sleeve. There we go. As a heart sleeve wearer, <laughs> Jordan... Uh, it's easy to, to see him be naive to the fact that there could be something there. Like we saw it at their prom when they had the moment in the hallway. And I was like, oh my gosh, are they going to do it here? But I think because Jordan is who he is there, we never would have seen a scenario where he would have cheated on Simone. I think he would have broken it off before then. And I think that's why he kind of like, push it down because he's like oh I have Simone we see them speaking pretty consistently again I have not watched Homecoming so I have no idea what's going on at her school but we already know just based on the um backdoor pilot that we saw last season that there will be a potential love interest for her at her new school because like he was already all in it (laughs) when they came to the school for the campus visit so (laughs) there is that so don't know what happened with them but assuming that she also, like, there may have been, it sounds like Jordan made an appearance in one of the episodes on that season, and he showed up, and he has some questions, and she's like, oh, we just are, like, <laughs> there's, like, an emotional connection, but we're not together. To me, that's the big red flag. I'd be like, no, we're done. Like, <laughs> there's no way. This is just me saying it from the standpoint of not even, or not having watched that episode or the season in general to even know what happened but like that's a huge red flag to me but the fact that Simone was able to come there um, we don't see Simone back or we don't see Simone while they're in college until like the third to last episode where she shows up I think is there is it their homecoming I can't remember um, but she immediately is like, okay, what is going on here? Jordan, you may not be able to see it, but I can see it. Clearly everyone else can see it because even, um, the guy, the producer guy was like feeling some type of way and has something to say about Jordan. So she's like, everyone can see it and there's clearly something there and you're denying it. And I just think it's, this is where we, we leave the relationship, which I think they should have done this before they got to college, but you know, here we are. This is when it happened. And so um, I thought that was very mature of Simone to do, but now I'm like, hmm, will we have any more crossover episodes? (laughs) Like, is there an instance? I just, I don't, um, what is their school called? I can't even think. Ain't the Angel, Angel, I can't remember what the kids' school is called. Golden An- Golden Angelus? Is that what their school is called? But like, I know they're D1. I'm pretty sure Simone's school is D1 too. But like, I don't know. Would they play each other? Actually, I don't know. I think it's like a... I can't remember, but like, I think that's the only way that we'd be able to potentially see a crossover over is if they played each other 
or maybe if Simone came back, but then it's like, how weird would that be? <laughs> Genuinely, how weird would that be? Um, so yeah, so we see Layla and Jordan finally kiss at the end. I was like, okay, Asher, you guys know, Asher grew on me. I told myself it's a running joke on my all American discussions, but we all know Cody Christian was also in Pretty Little Liars. A long, long time ago, I actually used to discuss Pretty Little Liars, um, when that was airing. And so to me, he is always... Mike. <laughs> so I created this like nickname. Every time he came on screen in All American, I would call him Little Baby Mike. I actually didn't do that this season. I think I only did it once and that was enough. So I think we've finally gotten past it. But you guys know Asher has grown on me because when we first met Asher, he was an asshole. But Asher has probably, I would say, as far as we're talking about the friends in the group, their growth, just outside of like a Spencer, Olivia, Jordan. Like even the friends have had great story arcs in character development. Layla, for sure. Asher, a bajillion percent. I think the one who I was like, I'm still waiting for a JJ moment. I think they try, they try to give us some JJ moments we're going to talk about in a minute, um, which I was excited about. Uh, but like Asher, I don't know. I'm just like, he's come a long, long way. Uh, we saw that he essentially got news that he would not be able to play football again due to a heart condition. And just to kind of see like him navigate that, I feel like he navigated it better emotionally this season. And I think we would have seen him do if this was like season one and then also seeing him, take initiative as far as like he's like clearly there's something here with coaching all these people see this potential in me it's a something that I actually do enjoy doing it's a way for me to stay connected to the sport that I love and seeing him navigate that but also like having JJ be his cheerleader which was, I was like oh my gosh JJ I cannot we're talking about JJ in a minute but I was just like oh my gosh Asher you've come a long long way um and just like your emotional development, season one compared to season four, even like season three compared to season four, like it's just a long, long way. And so I appreciate seeing um, a more mature Asher this season, a more um, calm Asher making clear decisions. The whole thing that happened between him and Spencer was Spencer pretty much was like, drawing a line down the middle of the house and you're on this side you and JJ are on that side me and Jordan are on this side at that point I was like okay Spencer seriously like I could see where Asher's coming from even when Billy um like told him I was like that makes sense and that was my whole thing when they were like all going to stay in the same house I was like how's this going to work they don't they go to rival schools they're in football <laughs> at some point that is going to have to come into play and we see it come into play when um Asher is like literally doing a profile on Spencer and Jordan for because they're about to play them at the homecoming game and like Spencer flipped shit about it and it took a it took a lot for them to even get back to the point of like talking to each other <laughs> which was all thanks to JJ who we're going to talk about in a minute but like I was just like I don't see how this is a good idea for like I love to see them all in the same house because you know I love the friendships but like also realistically they probably should be staying on campus or something <laughs> especially considering how much practicing they have to do but okay um I think them having the beach house was just fan service for us to be like oh they get to stay together and we get to see them continue to build this these friendships beyond high school but speaking of JJ I loved seeing JJ this season there was so much more depth with JJ this season JJ's always been there he's just always been kind of like oh he pops up gives us a funny moment and then we don't really see him 
and he's just always kind of there in the background. But I feel like JJ was used in a way to kind of help bring people to at least the ones where like they used him. So like an Asher, um, the Asher and Spencer situation, uh, the whole cabin moment that they had before they graduated high school. Like to they used him in a way where he was kind of like, and he even said it, I think I wrote it down because like, I need to write this down before I forget. And want to talk about it but okay maybe I didn't <laughs> maybe I didn't oh no I did okay JJ because he's like oh this was the whole like time capsule thing where um they're like oh we need to put it on video and JJ's going to film and all the stuff and so then at the end they show we get to see like what everyone said in their video and then JJ was like he hopes they see how much he adds or brings to their group and I was like oh my gosh JJ that's so like sweet and he like Jin as off as he may come sometimes he actually added a lot there even like with Spencer and Spencer having his whole like struggling with not being the best on the team in college and like JJ being the one to like help him and introduce him to meditation and all that stuff and then um, the whole Halloween party, how he set it up as a um, like a whodunit murder mystery, which I was like, I need to do one of these because I love I love that kind of stuff because I just love trying to solve things. But I also love like murder mystery parties and stuff like that. And but to see him like plan it all out and he planned out in a way to try to like bring all of his friends together because he could see that if they kept going the way that they had been going that 10 years from now they would not be friends and I saw that in me I was like JJ I see what you're I see what you're doing here and I'm here for it and the fact that they couldn't see it and then JJ went off on them and was like <laughs> literally read them I was like look at yourselves <laughs> it's just like it was so sweet I was like oh my gosh I need more more JJ stories and then we even had the moment um where he had to like he was about to fail a class and therefore wouldn't be able to be on the football team and Asher went to him and was like get like this is what's about to happen like you need to get your grades back up and then he um talked to the he got connected with the guy who like helped other students with their papers and he was like essentially which is kind of like true if you just think about JJ in general he's like I feel like everything that you're saying is not like real <laughs> and it's like like you're you haven't had a real conflict or a struggle or anything because if you listen to JJ it's just like he just always seems happy um and but you never really you're never really like oh maybe he's like covering up something or overcompensating for something but then we find out that like he was in this really bad accident with his uncle I think and like how that impacted him, I was like, wait a minute, we need a little bit more like JJ backstory and we need to see him like go through something, some things. Cause we've seen everyone else, literally all the friends go through some, some stuff, but JJ, we haven't really seen it. And just to get that glimpse into that story and to know that that's something like that he hasn't even really shared with his friends. It's just like, okay, we need some more here. So I'm hoping next season, especially since they're still in college and there's still so much to explore. And I feel like there are so many things and obstacles and people that you have to navigate in college. Like I would love to see a little bit more um, depth with JJ because I appreciated it, appreciated it this season. Um, but yeah, oh my gosh, I talked about all the kids. I haven't even talked about the adults, but... Um, freaking it was interesting to see Billy especially the second half because he's not really coaching the kids anymore but now he's like stepping into being a principal I thought that was an interesting angle to go but then also like him still advocating for his kids we had the whole moment in the first half of the season where Billy was mad at Spencer because he had helped Jordan with uh getting back on the field 
And so he had to like navigate that and like what that really meant and kind of had to like check himself and what like in his relationship, him and Jordan's relationship, but then also even his relationship with Spencer. I just love like this, this little family that we have here with like the Bakers and with uh, Spencer and even um, Spencer's mom and brother, which why can I not? Grace. Um, Grace and his brother, Dylan. But then also like that level in the way that like Billy kind of looks, thinks of Spencer as like a son, but then also like, which is kind of weird when you think about it because like Spencer and Jordan consider themselves brothers, but like he lived in a house with Olivia too. So why could, oh no, you know, it is what it is. I think I, I feel like I talked about this already probably last season, but you know, it is what it is. As long as like we just keep some level of family there. I think whatever happens with Olivia and Spencer, I know we're back here. Whatever happens with them, I hope that they could still, if they do decide to move forward like apart, that there's still some level of like family friendship there because that's kind of where it all started. But you know, uh, we got to see Miss Baker. Uh, more of her. I know I, I was saying, um, I feel like everyone had to go to Miss Baker this season at some point for representation. And I wrote, I was like, if I was Miss Baker, by this point, I would be tired. <laughs> like, she is all like, if anything, they are keeping her employed and busy because there's always something to get someone out of, which I thought um, was funny as well. But uh, we did see Grace. She got proposed to by I can't I don't have his name but essentially he was Spencer's principal and then started dating Grace and he's moving to the Bay Area and he asked Grace to marry him but like he was willing to do like the long distance thing but like she made the decision that she and Dylan are going to move to the Bay Area with him so I think that's going to be interesting like what does that look like because Again, I've mentioned this before, but the way they be traveling around the Los Angeles area, like everything is five minutes away and it's not, does not make sense to me. But Spencer would go home on what I'm assuming are the weekends um, during school. And so like, what is that going to look like next season when they're in the Bay Area and they're not as close? And, like, how often is he going to see them if they're that far away? And then will he then have to lean more into um, Billy and Miss Baker as, like, kind of like that parental authority? Oh, the other thing I didn't talk about, the revolving door that is the Baker house. Every single kid has now lived at the Baker house. It does not even make sense to me. Literally, everyone lived there to the point that... Billy and um, Laura literally moved into this place just to escape all of them because they essentially turned the Baker house into the girls' like communal house, and then the boys had the beach house. I was just like, oh my gosh, this this is insane. Um, what else happened? I feel like there's so much to unpack, so much to still talk about, and I've been talking for so long. But I think those are the big things. Um, I think there's a lot to look forward to in the next season. I honestly, I'm okay if the next season is the last season, but then I would under, depending on what happens next season, I could see them making a case for another season. But I think that now that we're in college, I think that opens the door for so many more different stories and the the ability to be introduced to more people and to see how that how our main crew interacts with them how that impacts their friendships and their relationships and things like that and just like navigating college in general navigating their long-term goals in general because they all have they all know at this point where they want to go and it's just watching them try to get there and what that looks like there's there's just still so much so much to do so much more to kind of get into 
Um, and to see how they navigate that. Even Layla with the whole conflict with her father stepping down and then passing on his company to the guy who she was screwing around with and then was just like, oh, I don't have feelings for you. I was just like sleeping with you. Like, how is that going to work? Like, there's just, there's just so much, much more to go and it's going to be interesting to watch it and to see how it all plays out. But yeah. I think that's where we're going to leave it. That's all I have for season four of All American. I want to know what you guys thought about this season. What do you want to see in season five? Let me know all the things and I will talk to you in the next episode. That's the end of the episode. Thanks for sticking through it to the end. Be sure to follow me on all the social media platforms at currently Benji on Instagram and at currently on Twitter. Also, hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on, and I'll talk to you in the next one.